Hello, hey, and welcome to Ask the Color Expert. My name is Elaine Travis. I am a career hair colorist, independent educator, and author of the book, A Colorful Journey. I'm here every week sharing tips, tricks, and stories that are all things hair color. Thanks for joining me, and let's get started. Hello, and welcome back to the Ask the Color Expert podcast. Today's special guest is Maria Fontana. She's a number one international best-selling author, 20-year entrepreneur, educator, and leading business and salon consultant. She works with extraordinary salon professionals, helping them create more profits with less stress. That's going to be the most serious thing that I say in this entire podcast. <laughs> Maria, welcome to the podcast. I love it. Thank you. Yeah, we're we're not going to be serious today. And that's a very formal introduction. So basically, I'll give you my, my non-formal introduction. I am a 53-year-old mother of two who's been divorced, hit rock bottom, owned 10 salons, had to rebuild myself. The shit hit the fan. Um, you know, I'm still doing hair behind the chair a few days a week. I still deal with crazy clients. I had one this morning who wanted I'll tell you this one this is she wanted highlights to show me a picture of silver but she wants no chemicals on her hair she wants mm -hmm. nothing on her scalp she didn't want to glaze she didn't want me to put any kind of products on so I said to her I don't think I'm the right fit for you you may need to go someone who doesn't do any of those things because you can't get that color so guys I'm real I'm in your shoes and I get it <laughs> okay I just threw up in my mouth when you said 10 salons I have also done all the things in this wonderful beauty business that we're in and have loved every minute of it, except having two salons at the same time. I really thought it was a great idea at the time. I, I mistakenly thought I had an entrepreneurial seizure. I thought because I did it once and no. it was successful and everyone was happy, why not replicate it? At the time, my husband's business the, the business he was working for closed. He was in between jobs. And I said, what a perfect opportunity for mm -hmm. us to get a better location. Because at the time, I'm talking probably 25 years ago, mm -hmm. retail was huge in our industry and it was the moneymaker, right? So I yeah. said, oh, we have this terrible location for location one. Imagine how, and we're, we're doing really well. Imagine how successful we would be if we were on a main drag in a walking town mm -hmm. where people would like wander in on a Friday night going to dinner and pick up a round brush and a blow dryer and hairspray and all that sort of thing. So it was a weak moment. <clears throat> we ended up buying a building literally five days later and creating this second location. And what I didn't factor in, it was interesting. I, I went to, um, a retreat in Canyon Ranch with Beth and Carmine Minardi, as you, you know, the Minardis. <laughs> oh, I love it was, them. It was an amazing trip. Absolutely amazing. And Carmine was doing laps in the pool and he jumped out of the pool and he started chatting with me and he's like, what's going on? And I said, oh, I'm so stressed. I'm in the middle of building out my second location while I'm here. I really should be home, but I didn't <laughs> want to miss this. And we started talking shop and he said, oh, you know, can I ask the distance between your locations? And when I told him, it was literally less than a 10 minute drive. He got mm -hmm. like a little, you know, side tilt to the head. Like he was a little concerned. And I said, what, what's that face? And he said, I'm mm -hmm. just a little concerned that one business is going to cannibalize the other. It's not mm -hmm. far enough. Up. And I was like, 
where were you when I had this ridiculous idea to talk me out of it? I was already so far in and exactly what he said happened. So I love that you and I are now in a position in this industry where we've done all the things, we've made all the mistakes, we've not been able to be talked out of our big, bold ideas. We went for it anyway, we learned the hard way, but Mm -hmm. isn't it so frustrating now as a consultant when you can't save people from themselves? Oh yeah, I mean, listen, I've failed too, let's be honest. I mean, that's all part of, you know, if you tell me you're an entrepreneur or a business owner and you've never failed or you don't have struggles, then they're full of shit. You're full of shit, you really don't have a business. Like, I just don't believe it. Um, it is It is a little bit stressful for me. I always feel though, you know, so many of us, you gotta meet people where they're at because um, I think a lot of the problems we're running into, this is just my thought Elaine is, it's the Insta everything, you know, the Insta Mm -hmm. success, the Instagram, the Insta, and I'm not criticizing any channel particularly. It's just the times that so many people are just showing up online and giving people Insta, you know, Insta things, do this, you're going to become rich overnight, or, you know, go out on your own. You're going to, and and I'm, I'm all for entrepreneurship. I opened my first one at 19 years old. I really didn't know what the hell I was doing. But I knew I had a vision, a dream, and I, I was committed. I mean, I was committed. Um, so I think it's really taking care of ourselves personally and looking inside and being like, you know what? Um, maybe I should listen to someone who's walked this path before me. You know, maybe I shouldn't buy, you know, into all this insta everything because there really isn't insta success. I, I don't care what you do. I don't care if you open a suite or a 40 chair salon. There's a lot of planning, commitment, things you have, money. This is another thing, money. Everyone wants to start a business with no money. Really? I don't know about that. You know, I don't know about that. Um, So it it is a little frustrating, but I always feel that if you really want to have success in this business or any business, you need to have plan A and plan B because shit happens. Um, It happens all the time. And you need to have a really good guidance, like a mentor. You know, I know like if I needed a mentor, I would look to you for color, but you're the expert in that area. You know what I mean? I would look to someone who has walked that path, made the mistakes already and and, and want that in my life, like anything else, right? I mean, why, why would you want to sit here and struggle? Or why would you want to do something that's totally can go up in smoke and you're going to ruin your career, your life? Um, for an Insta success story. There's no instant anything. Isn't it so frustrating though? Like there's someone in particular that pops into my mind who she's going through all the same exact stages that I went through and I was stuck in them for longer than I should have been. And now when I'm through it and I can Mm -hmm. look back, I've reached out to her multiple times. No, no, like, Hey, pay me to coach, like no money being exchanged. I was just like, look, I see in you a, a, a former me, like you are the mm-hmm. young version of mm-hmm. me right now. And I'm mm-hmm. watching you go through every single mm-hmm. big idea that you think is so fabulous. And I see how it's going to end. I almost feel like it's an unfair, I have the crystal ball, but she can't see the crystal ball. It's all cloudy on her end. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, please let me keep you from X, Y, Z. And she's like, no, 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 no. And I'm like, okay, I tried. I'm, I'm and my husband's like, why do you do that? You're shooting all over everyone. You're a shudder. And I'm like, 
because I wish someone would have, you know, Carmine tried to warn me. It was too late when he said that. And I was like, oh boy. And it was in the back of my mind the whole time. And you know what happened? I cut it off quick. I got there. Mm -hmm. It was, I was a year in, I was like, he was right. Like I was not, oh, I'm going to prove him wrong and be miserable for 15 years. I was like, oh, this is what he was talking about. Mm -hmm. This is what he was trying to save me from. I'm going to make a quick exit strategy. What I did not love, Maria, and I don't know if you went through this, if you had Mm -hmm. 12 salons, I'm sure you've gone through the ringer and back, but selling a salon, I don't think anyone listening right now that has a salon realizes there is no pot of gold at the end of the rainbow with a little leprechaun handing you the gold watch. For me doing that twice from, from trying to exit two different salons, it was I don't want to say impossible because it's always possible, but I've been in the industry yep. 35 years. I know mm-hmm. one friend who actually successfully sold a business and actually mm-hmm. got paid and went off into the sunset one in 35 years. Yeah, I will agree with you on that. Um, so I did have 10 salons. Does it mean I sold 10? I sold two. And one of the two that I sold tanked because of the same reasons you're saying, um, it's not that easy. Again, you know, these are all, you know, a pot of gold stories, lots of stuff. It isn't easy to sell a salon, especially if you're the salon brand. Now, a lot of people, there's so many people with different opinions in our space. There's so many people with different um, ideas and they'll be insistent on things. But the truth of the matter is everyone's situation is different. And you have to look at your situation as it's business. Sometimes uh, you know, and again, some people would be like, oh my God, I can't believe Maria said that. Like what kind of consultant is she? I have <laughs> shut the door and fucking walked away and rebooted because yeah. sometimes that's what you got to do. You, you can't yeah. be so wrapped up in your ego that, that you don't see clearly. So yes. And selling a salon is really hard. I think it's one of the hardest businesses to sell unless you have a really robotic cookie key, cookie cutter turnkey operation, which is harder and harder to see nowadays because so many people have gone independent. That's a whole nother topic. Um, It's not that easy. So I think you have to stay focused on your goal and figure out what works best for you. And, you know, I think you'll agree with me on this. Not be afraid to reinvent yourself. I've downsized. I started out 40 people. I mean, I am down to what I call a private boutique suite. You know why? I can control my hours. I still want to be behind the chair. If I want to have one or two people working when I'm not there, I don't want anybody around me. And again, people are like, oh, well, how could you be a business consultant? Because consulting and creating your business, it has to work for you. Not the same people want the same thing at the same time. It has to work for you. So I think that's really part of being successful too in this industry is reinventing yourself. Tweaking. If you really want to downsize, you don't want to have a team to lead, then fine. If you love having a team to lead, that's great too. Being honest with yourself and not being afraid to be like, you know what? I'm going to change. I'm going to reboot. I'm going to really do what I want to do. And I'll make you laugh. When I started the whole, I called it the small salon concept. I mean, it was just in my own head. I was like, I don't want all these employees. I hate being a leader. I hate being, a, I hate managing people. And again, I'm not afraid to say it. That's me. I don't like that. I want to go in, be creative, enjoy. I want to educate. I want to be able to do other things with my other businesses. 
So I started the smaller salon concept. Who the hell knew? I should have like, you know, I should have shared it with someone because then it become, it came to like the whole solar salon suite and they're making bank. Okay, awesome. But it doesn't mean what's right for me is right for you or what's right for you is right for me. It's really about honoring ourselves. And don't you think, you know, I think this comes from doing a lot of personal development work. I'm going to go down that route. I think it's, it all comes from really taking care of yourself. Right. One of, one of the best recommendations for a book on that Canyon Ranch trip. This is funny. So I had never been to therapy. I was, <laughs> let me think. Uh, I was probably in my early thirties when I opened the second location, when I was on that mm -hmm. trip, I don't remember exactly how old I was, but um, small kids, you can admit, you know, you have kids like busy, mm -hmm. very busy, two locations, mm -hmm. kids, husbands, the whole bit. And I'm on, <laughs> I'm, I'm on what I think is going to be facials and body scrubs and, you know, swimming and doing all the things, fluffer, fluffered retreat. And then in the list of um, things that you could choose were like these little lectures and workshops that you could go mm -hmm. to on energy, you know, you, you've done all mm -hmm. that kind of stuff. So my girlfriend, my girlfriend and I are there and the way that they worded it, they said, you know, do you have a lot of stress in your life? Do you find yourself being overwhelmed? Like I was like, yes, 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 yes. So we walk in and it's a whole different area of Canyon Ranch and it looks like very doctor's office-y. And I'm like, mm -hmm. oh my goodness. So we walk up to the window and she hands us that clipboard with the form. And I'm like, mm -hmm. okay, we didn't have to do this for any of the other class. Like I'm getting totally freaked out. So we fill it all out mm -hmm. and I walk in and there's this, you know, guy with crazy Kramer looking hair. And he says, take a seat on the couch. And there's a box of tissues. I'm now in therapy. And I, it was like an accidental thing. Like I would never have signed up for that at that age. I was not ready for any of be told what, you know, what's wrong with me, all those things. Yep. So I'm sitting there. I said, oh, the, oh, I'm sorry. This was a mistake. I thought I was good. And he's like, well, you're here now. And, you know, basically we're, we're charging you for it. So have a seat, get comfortable. I was like, so fight or flight, like, get me the hell out of this room. I don't know who this weirdo is. Like, what is going on? How did I get here? So he's like, I said, I don't even know how this works. I don't even know what to say. And he said, well, you, when you read the description, it said, you know, do you have stress, blah, blah, blah. Tell me what that, what brought you to that? Like, what, what did you think you were going to hear? And I said, well, and I, it was like the Hoover dam just burst. So the mouth opened. It never stopped moving. The tissues are flying out of the box. The tears are pouring down. And I'm telling him that as I'm opening the second location, which was due to open a week after I, it didn't even open yet, but oh, the stress God. of just the thoughts of another location and the, the reaction of the existing staff, like, oh, mm -hmm. we're not good enough. You have to have a second family mommy mm -hmm. and that kind of thing. And it was just like, I felt like olive oil in the Popeye cartoon getting pulled back yep. and forth. And I'm just unloading and unloading and unloading at the end. He said, and he just listened, he just listened. And he said, well, what would you do if you had no fear and you knew you couldn't make a mistake? What would you do? And I said, oh my gosh, I would hundred percent exactly what you said. Lock the door of the first place, walk away, never go back, not even think about it, not try to sell it, nothing. I just want it to be, that was my childhood in, in the industry. That was where I cut my teeth. And now this is like the new, the everything that I always wanted to be. Yeah. And he said, well, that's exactly what you're going to do. And I looked at him like, easy for you to say, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and he said, I want you to, to find this book 
um, every, everywhere you are, there you are, something like that. You mm-hmm. are everywhere you are, something to that mm-hmm. effect. I don't know the exact, I can look it up on Amazon, but I was like, okay, like whatever, what the hell is that all about? And mm-hmm. I got the book and I read it and I was like, I'm the problem. That's what this book is is saying. Like, I can't run away from myself. I can mm-hmm. close a business and walk away from everything thinking that that ended all of my issues. But until mm-hmm. I am open to doing things a different way, I'm following myself onto this next location. And to your point about closing the first location, because it was successful, I think mm-hmm. people get it. Like right now, COVID was like the big parachute pull for so many businesses that wanted mm-hmm. to end, but the ego got in the way. Like, oh, I'm not yeah. going to be a quitter. Yes. I'm not, you know, I don't want to like an I excuse to it finally gave... honor their soul. That's what it 100%, did. hundred percent. hundred percent. So I just did it. Like we were left on a high note. It was like friends, you know, last episode, everybody still likes us. Yeah. We're going away. Oh, I've done it many times. Sure. So the whole buzz in the neighborhood, because it was a very tight knit community, mm-hmm. as you know, you're the same way where you're from mm-hmm. and everybody knows everybody. Mm-hmm. And everybody would be whispering, you know, I'd go to church and everybody would be whispering and pointing. And my friend, I was like, doesn't that bother you? I said, no, because I'm happy. It, 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 I, they don't live my life. They're not in there mm-hmm. every day doing the things. And I'm like, let's face it. And this was back when the OJ Simpson thing happened. I said, mm-hmm. OJ murdered his wife and he's on a golf course right now. I think next week, something else is going to happen. And people are going to forget all about me and my little salon. And that's exactly Absolutely. what happened. So once you have that brave moment to stick up for yourself, everything Mm -hmm. all of a sudden is easy, but you don't, if you never take that bold, big leap to to take care of yourself and you let your ego rule you, you're just always going to be filled with trauma the rest of your life. It's like a never ending cycle. Yeah. And for anyone, you know, listening or watching and, you know, we, I've been there. You've been there. I was stuck in my life. I mean, I was stuck. I was, I, I didn't know that I had to work on myself. I didn't know. I didn't know what the word heal meant. I didn't even know that these things were, I didn't know what the word boundary meant. I knew nothing. I fell into therapy by accident to accident too. And I will tell you something. It was the best thing that ever happened to me. Because if I didn't start the journey of healing and working through all the bullshit and changing the family karmic pattern and just changing like my whole pattern of how I would react to things, what I allowed in my life, what I didn't allow in my life, I couldn't be sitting here right now having this conversation with you, calm as a cucumber, you know, in the afternoon, sitting in my living room, enjoying like my new puppy having like my life the where I want it. Yeah. Does shit still happen? Of course it does. Like I had like the worst October of my life. Like my dog died a week later, my dad died, but you know what? If I didn't take care of myself and do all this healing work and know how to cope with these things and process it, I, I, I might be under the covers right now. I'm not talking to you because that's what Maria 25 years ago would have been doing, or I would have been eating myself into oblivion or smoking myself into oblivion. I mean, what something I would have been doing something. <laughs> yeah, I love that you brought up that. I'm sorry about your dad and your dog. Oh, I thank also you, lost Angel. my dad recently. And then oh, my family sorry. was just here visiting. They just left oh. a couple hours ago and we've lived in Florida for three years. They finally just came for a visit. Wow. And every, you know, again, do you make other people happy to make yourself happy? My husband snores like nobody's business, like a freight train. 
And we have had separate bedrooms for probably 10 years, the last 10 mm -hmm. years of our marriage. And we are tickled pink. And now that we're in Florida, we have basically separate apartments. Like I have an entire wing to myself. And so does I love he. it. I so love when they it. came to visit, I was like, oh crap, we have to sleep together because we had to make room for everyone. <laughs> so that was the big running joke the whole time. So he came in and it was absolutely awful. I didn't sleep not 10 minutes. Oh. And my ma or was it my niece? No, my mom. My mom said, I could hear him snoring across the hat. Like she could hear him from my room to her room. So suddenly they got it, but it took them hearing him snore to believe that we do really love each other. We do still have sex. We're not, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like everyone's like, yeah. oh, they're, they're just like yeah. staying together to, to, for the kids. Like our kids are yeah, long yeah. gone. The, We're the empty nesters. The family judgment starts. Total, like, you know, it's like, total, like the whisper down the lane. I'm like, no, we're like conjugal. Do we, we go into your place or mine? Like whose sheets are we dirtying yeah. tonight? You know, yeah, like yeah, yeah. it's Where funny. Are we exactly. Well, I have so. sort of something similar. My husband and I, like, you know, he travels to Italy a lot. Our family's there. So a lot of times people like, oh, I don't understand. Her husband like goes to Italy. All the da -da -da -da. People just love, I'm like, listen, if you mind your own business and that's exactly. a sign too, you know, again, and, and I know you're, you're on board with this Elaine. Anyone struggling with judgment, remember, if you're so consumed with people judging you, it's simply because you're judging yourself. So learn to release mirror. that. Yeah. Look in the mirror and learn to release. I'd be like, what is it that I need to work on that I am so concerned about? You know, um, I had a meeting. I was here the other day with a woman and she called me out. She's like, well, I don't know if I want to be on your podcast. I, I noticed you use foul language. I'm like, yeah, I fucking curse a lot. I do. I go, but if you're not comfortable, that's okay. You know, I understand. I'm not going to filter who I am for you. It's okay. You don't have to like me, follow me, work with me, cut your hair down by me. I have great friends like you, Lisa. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like your your people will resonate to you, and it's so freeing. And this it is in really business, is. right? In life, in love, with your route, with everyone. It's so freeing. I had, I had a girl come work at the salon. When we opened the new location, we were, you know, we we're trying to be like at the top luxury and so proper mm -hmm. and minding our yeah. P's and Q's and all that stuff. And I did really good for about probably eight months. <laughs> and then I start to get more comfortable. Clients had come a couple of times. I was starting to slowly let out, you know, who I really was. Mm -hmm. The real and you. The real me. So these two women were sitting in the same room with me, but not in my chair. And I was sharing a story with my client mm -hmm. about a friend of mine. And it was like, not ridiculously talking about like details, but it was a very sex centered, you know, conversation mm -hmm. and a funny, funny story. Like anyone who's not uptight loves this story. It's really funny. Okay. Basically she got roof roofied when we were in Miami and was like <laughs> practically masturbating at the table at the restaurant, you know, because she was out of her mind and we didn't know that she got, it was crazy, but it's a funny story. No one got it hurt. Is funny. No, no, no babies were harmed or dogs or anything. Yeah, yeah, not, no one was harmed in the making of this video. <laughs> no one was harmed in the making of the story. And the whole salon is like crying, laughing. And these women, you could tell were not laughing and they were very uptight. So okay. it was only a matter of time. About three days later, I get this typed anonymous letter, you know, where the, the envelope back in the was day, typed. People would type you a letter. They wouldn't give you a Google review. They would like type you a letter. Typed letter. And it was that 
they just loved their stylist so much. And it's unfortunate that she chose to work for and with me. And that if, if not for their relationship with the stylist, they would not be coming back. They were so offended by the conversation and blah, blah, blah. And I was beyond devastated. Like this was again, 25 years ago today, I'd be like really out. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> but I was a people pleaser then, you know, yeah. and I was like, oh my God, I was crying. I'm like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Like I really read the room. Like I really thought that these people could handle that story. It wasn't really that bad, you know, and it wasn't right. about anybody there. It was about a friend right. who knows I share the it story. Just, it wasn't right. like we were talking about anybody behind their back. So I like buttoned up again and was super boring and wasn't myself. And this went on for like another month. And my staff pulled me into a, meet a meeting they, you know, created. And they said, do not whatever this person is that you're trying to be because of those two women that are uptight, we like you more than them. And we love your stories. And so do most, you know, 99.9% .9 of the clients love it. And that's why they come here. Don't yeah. change who you are, what you're saying, you know, what you're all about for those two women. She's like, I don't care if they don't come back. And, and I don't want people listening to this and be like, oh, you can come in with, you know, your toenail polished chipped and, you know, shorty shorts and, you know, no, that's a different a, topic. A clip. Like that's a totally right. different thing, but I right. was trying to, to make myself what they wanted me to be. Mm -hmm. And it was only a matter of time before I would have been so miserable. I would have lost yeah. clients because they could read my energy that I wasn't really feeling like well, and you myself. would have lost, you would have lost your passion too. So this is, I think, another thing that a lot of stylists and people in our industry are suffering with it is it is imposter syndrome it is and that's a new name that's been given to it it's basically feeling like you have to be like everybody else yeah. it's basically filtering yourself to to show up in a different way again i again one of the top and i'm going to bring this into a business perspective one of the first things i tell people when they start working with me is to figure out what their magic is your magic is you, your personality, your vibe, your energy, what you love, what you, how you decorate, how you dress, what you smell like, the jewelry you like, the kind of clothes you like. That's all part of your magic. And then, of course, your skill set, you know, how you deliver things to people, what that experience is like for people. You are going to attract perfect clients perfectly aligned for you. If it's in a salon chair, if it's in a consulting chair, if it's on an online course, again, be real. Um, you know, when I started my journey into the online world, I was so afraid of being real. But when I look back on my videos, I think to myself, I I'm proud of myself because I just started being me. And yeah, does there criticism? Yes. Do you become vulnerable? Yes. Do people say fucked up shit about you sometimes? Yes. If you're not going to be authentic, I can't show up and have a conversation and be fake. You want me to be fake? I'm not going to. I can't. Right. I can't. I want to talk about reality and be real. And this is what I think the core of any successful salon business is. I don't care if you're a one man show or a 40 man show. It really is that that inner love. It really is showing up honestly for yourself and being true to yourself. And guess what? Not being afraid to change. If today you change your mind and you're like, you know what? I don't really want things to be this way anymore. Well, then just change them. Just change them.
Yeah, I think that's the most frustrating thing to witness with any friendship, any family member, anyone around you when you can see that someone is trying to burst out of that cocoon and become the butterfly. You can just see it. They're like so close, Mm -hmm. but it just feels so uncomfortable because of Mm -hmm. what they've always been taught. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like the world that COVID, the whole business that we are in has been in turmoil for a really long time. There's been a lot of need for these changes, Mm -hmm. but COVID just magnified everything. You know, Michael Cole has been telling us since the 80s to save $5 a day for that emergency fund. How many people actually did it? How many people were not caught with their pants down when COVID hit? And it's like, oh my God, they're telling me I can't work. Like when have you and I, you, you and I have been alive. We've never been told we weren't allowed to open our salon and work. Like that was some crazy shit that went down and nobody was prepared for it. And then there's so many, um, misappropriated, um, pay structures. You have salons mm-hmm. saying, oh, it's booth rent, but it's really 1099. We're really supplying their supplies and we're answering the phone and we're telling them what time to be here. And there's so many gray areas there. And then yep. those people suffered because they didn't get the aid because they weren't set up properly. Correct. So it's like, don't report your taxes so that you can keep all the money, but then you can't get a car loan. You can't buy a house. Right. Like everything just, it was like this huge light was just shining on our industry. Like guys get it together. Um, and I yeah. still see it, you know, I see people saying, I, I see these bills for my credit card, the money they're charging me. I'm going to start charging the client. I'm like, you can't do that. It's against the law, but people are doing it. Mm-hmm. You know, they're putting ATM well, a lot machines of in their salon saying cash only. And yeah. it's so obvious that the, why yeah. they're having that in there. Yeah, well, what's going to happen is this. So I, I think there's always going to be this divide. You know, I always say there's like a divide in the industry. There's who's going to choose to continue to be a martyr and not want to really step into being a professional. Okay. It's like, let me go to, um, I don't want to like sound like I'm being like pick, you know, nitpicking any kind of country. Let me go to a South American country and get a tummy tuck because it's cheap. Now, I'm not saying that. This is, I'm just making a a statement, but someone who's not licensed, doesn't use anesthesia, I'm probably going to get a disease and die, but I'll save some money. Or let me go to a regular surgeon who is accredited, who is in a hospital, where my odds of getting a, a, you know, an infection and dying or somewhere. And I know this just came out of my ass. I don't know where I got this example from, but that's just what came to (laughs) mind. Are you trying to tell me I need a tummy tuck? Is that why you felt inspired? I need a tummy tuck for real, but I just need to stop eating. Um, Anyway, so the point is this, it's guys, all of you salon people listening, take your business seriously. Be the surgeon, the top notch surgeon, show up for yourself and your business file your taxes, do everything, run a business, get a CPA, hire a mentor. You know, I, I, I do something now, Elaine, I do a six week mentorship because I was so sick of hearing people like I can't, I don't have the money. I can't invest. I'm afraid. And again, this is new in our industry. If you can't invest like $2,000 to work with a high level consultant to change your business for six weeks, then you shouldn't be in business. And a lot of people will be like, oh, you're a bitch. How could you say that? But it's the truth. Pay now or pay later is, is the yeah, simple yeah. way to, to yeah. explain that. You know, you're going to yeah. pay later by the mistakes that you made. So you might as well. Yeah. So step in into it. being a professional. Let's change this industry. Like it breaks my heart. You know, I am 
so passionate that you need to be a professional. Let me tell you, I never, I never was just a hairdresser. I'm a top-notch businesswoman, and so should every other person. If you're self-employed or not, if you're behind the chair, you are a specialist. You are a surgeon. You are the best of the best. But conduct yourself that way. Respect your craft. Treat yourself like you're in corporate America. Stand in that energy. Invest in yourself. Love yourself. All of that reflects back in your income. All of that reflects back. You know, people come into my salon. I have a giant poster. I have all the stuff I've ever accomplished on my wall. I just hit number one international best-selling author. Am I bragging? Sure I am. Because that's a big fucking <laughs> deal. You know yeah. why? Because I was just a hairdresser. What? You think I can't? Get the hell out of here. So, you know, again, own your magic. Own your magic. And plan B, you know, I'm going to go back to, I could talk to you all day, like going back to the subject of when COVID hit, I think all salon professionals should have a plan B. You should have money saved and a plan B. I'm sure you, and I know I, my plan B, I have automated online courses. I have a consulting business. I was, you know, I'm remarried, but I still consider myself a single mom because my ex-husband doesn't help me with my kids. So I do it all. I pay for college. I pay for my house. I pay my mortgage. I pay my bills, car payments, blah, 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 blah. I'm the breadwinner and I'm not embarrassed to say it. So without that plan B, I would have been up shit's creek without a paddle. Without paying into my W-2s, without filing my taxes correctly, I could not collect unemployment. Without filing my taxes correctly and do everything I do, I could not have workman's comp if I got hurt. And the list goes on and on and on and on, as you know. Yes, cash is great, but it's not the 80s anymore. Right. You know, I've, I, you could, you know, I've seen some salons, they do, uh, you know, they have a, da- a cash discount special. All right. It, maybe that's okay because you, you tell people, listen, if you want a little bit of a, you know, give them a certain flat, but make it very clear. Don't be shady. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's everything is changing. And I agree with the, Pennywise pound foolish um, that you're talking about with, you know, lack of, I can't afford to hire a consultant. I can't afford to go to mm-hmm. advanced education classes. You know, I'll see on, um, on the forums every single day, you know, sh- tell me where I should go and watch videos free on YouTube. And I'm like, that's fine. But until you actually go to a class where you come away from it and you know how to do whatever it was that mm-hmm. you learned that investment is going to come back the next day. I mean, yeah. literally the next day when I come back from learning something new mm-hmm. and I do it in the salon and it, yeah. it reinvigorates me, I'm re-inspired, yeah. I'm passionate again, I'm excited, I'm not like going through the motions on autopilot. Oh, yeah. It comes right back tenfold into my pocket and it makes me sad when I see people doing things the same way they were taught right out of beauty school because they think it's good enough but they're charging $22 for a haircut in 2021. You know what I mean? Like you're never going to get to that next level of income. If you don't step up your education and your craft, it's it's an ever ongoing um, thing that there's always something to learn. I love, I mean, I go to probably 15 different things a year and I'm not even behind the chair. I just don't want to miss anything. I never want to miss anything. Well, Um, I invest in myself, um, 
in technical, you know, cause I love new, I want to always bring stuff back. I still am behind the chair part-time because I enjoy it and I want to be, um, but the, the clients love it. So anyone that thinks that you can't messing yourself is a waste or you can't do it. People love to see you grow and make things better. Don't let people fool you. And if your client base is not looking to grow and invest in themselves, then you may be attracting the wrong clients. You need, you might need to reevaluate your whole business structure. Um, I invest in myself personally. I have a healer. I have a therapist. I have, I do all kinds of personal development work on myself. I invest in my business growth. Like you, the minute you stop learning, you're done. I can't serve you. The client behind the chair in my chair the client who I'm consulting with or my personal life if I don't constantly invest in myself. And guys, you piss money away on Starbucks and this, on that, on bullshit online, on games. Just, exactly. just reevaluate what you're doing. There's so exactly. many great people uh, who could help you. I know a few people that we're friendly with um, who are experts in finances when it comes in our industry. You know, if you need, reach out to us. We'll refer you out to them if you need to talk about the financial stuff, right? Absolutely. So on that note, how can people reach you, Maria, if they're inspired and ready for a kick-ass yeah. consultant? Yeah, if you want to like work with me, I have, like I said, the six-week mentorship. It's very super affordable. It's quick, easy, and we get shit done. Um, you could just reach out to me. Uh, MariaFontana.com is always easy. You can find me on Facebook. You can find me on Instagram at Maria Fontana Consulting. You can just Google me. I'm all over the place. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, you know, you and I could go on for hours and hours. I'm oh my sure God, you'll, you'll yes. be back again for part two, but this has been an yeah. absolute pleasure. I love chatting with you. And I hope everyone listening can hear how much fun we have because we've, we've ditched the ego and we're, mm -hmm. um, we have some experience. We've, we've been there and back and we realize that we stressed out and worried all for nothing and that life is what yeah. you make it. And it's all about choices and yeah. just, you know, make your, make your life everything that you want it to be. Cause nobody really cares in the end. It's all about That's you right. know, what makes you happy. <laughs> That's right. You're alive today, invest in you and live in joy and abundance, man, because that's all there is. It's, it's a journey. So yep. make the best of your journey and stop being a martyr. <laughs> awesome. I love that. Mic drop, mic drop moment. Thank you, Maria. <laughs> and we will see you all on the next one. Okay. Love you, Lane. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Ask the Color Expert podcast. Please subscribe and be sure to leave a review. For more information on hair color education, please visit my website, www.expertcolorsolutions.com. See you soon.